Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We are pleased to welcome Jeff Blum, longtime baseball infielder, does radio and TV in Houston specifically for the Astros, played part of his career in Houston and also owns a World Series ring from his time with the White Sox in 2005. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Jeff. Jeff, you are so kind to give us a couple minutes. I know you've been doing a bunch of interviews all over the place. What do you remember about the last 48 hours? It's, it's been absolutely chaotic. It's good to be on with you again, Amy. And it was almost necessary for the Astros to win on November 6th or on that Saturday just because of the way that the week was shaping up, the lockout pushing everything back, the delay in getting to the World Series. It lined up having Framber Valdez on the mound and the Astros coming off two great victories out there in Philadelphia. So it was paramount that they used this opportunity to have Framber on the mound to really close this thing out and allow them the opportunity to have a parade on Monday, have plenty of time for people to vote. And what a lot of people outside of Houston don't know is that Jim Crane is heavily involved in the PGA and the Houston Open is actually this weekend. So this couldn't be... (laughs) A crazier week for the Astros Foundation, the organization, and the PGA all happening at once. But uh, it's been a dramatic and intense 48 hours. I heard the estimates were upwards of a million people, though the final numbers haven't come in. But I know you were covering the parade for TV, for radio. What was your perspective? Yeah, I was lucky enough. A local station asked me to to help them with their their, uh, parade coverage, and we were at a corner or an intersection where a lot of fans started to gather up and I couldn't see the end of uh, the streak of fans down one of the side streets as the players began to come through. So, and we had overhead shots from helicopters and all kinds of great stuff, but it was amazing. The outpouring of, of affection for this ball club, because we found out in 2017 that the, the city of Houston can rally around each other and really lift each other up through some tough times, which they did with hurricane Harvey and then they have the parade, and then you have the, the scandal, and now you have a little bit of validation in a second World Series championship. So it, it was really neat to see you know, so many fans showing up and giving their, their appreciation to this group of guys who played so hard. Jeff, what are a few moments that you will remember from not just the World Series, but from this last month of them finally getting back to the pinnacle of the sport? how good their pitching staff was. I think that's something that we'll have a chance to dissect when this, when all of the, uh, the fun and pageantry kind of dies down a little bit and you start to dissect the numbers. But I think digging into what this pitching staff was able to do was, was remarkable. And I also think it's pretty remarkable that Dusty Baker was gifted such an amazing pitching staff and used them so effectively to go out there and get that World Series 
you know, it was Jordan Alvarez in game one of the ALDS against the Seattle Mariners hitting that big 3-1 walk-off home run into right. the second deck. It was, you know, the, some of these miraculous events. It's the second no-hitter in World Series history in game five. You know, there were certain things that were moving definitely in the direction of the Houston Astros, but it wasn't it wasn't as if they were getting breaks. It was the breaks that they created for themselves by having good at-bats like Jordan Alvarez or having great outings like Christian Javier. And the, still, the beauty of what the Astros did and using some of the younger talent is you still had the Bregmans, the Altuves, and the Yuli Gurriels and guys in that lineup that were still from that 2017 team. But it was a rookie in Jeremy Pena and a young superstar, you know, potential perennial MVP candidate in Jordan Alvarez that really thrust these guys into the spotlight and won. Jeff Blum is with us from Houston following today's championship parade, second World Series title in six years, and of course, six consecutive trips to the League Championship Series, which is a record. We're always excited to talk to him for a few minutes here after hours on CBS Sports Radio. All right, so let's pick apart some of these elements. Let's start with Dusty Baker because he not only was a sentimental favorite in Houston, but clearly around the baseball world. You're someone who's been embedded in baseball for a long time. He's not only been a manager, he's been a player. What does it mean to finally have a ring for Dusty? Well, you know, I was lucky enough to grow up in the Los Angeles area and watch him win a World Series with the Dodgers. So I, he immediately endeared himself to me as a kid. And then I had a chance to play against him several times when he was a manager with the Giants, the Cubs, the Reds, through the National League Central. And now I get to sit on the broadcast side and actually have interviews with him, have the interaction, and get to understand Dusty a little bit more. And a lot of people need to realize this guy has spent 40-plus years in Major League Baseball as a player and manager, uh, being around front offices. But this guy's really developed a, a reputation. He's seen so many things throughout the course of his career that I think that when it came time to replace A.J. Hinch, he was the right guy for the job, just in the sense that he had so much respect uh, around the league. And if you put him in front of a, a situation like he was presented, it's hard to get mad at Dusty Baker. He will always answer the questions. He will, he did his best to protect these guys. And it took him a couple of years to develop not just the trust in these players, but to develop an idea of what these guys were capable of. And once he was able to develop that trust, put these guys in situations where they're going to go out there and succeed and perform to the best they can and actually use some of those analytics that he was given from the front office. He developed a team that was able to go out there and dominate a postseason by going 11 and two. And it was wonderful to see and hear those guys, those players in that clubhouse really say, let's win this thing for Dusty. And they finally gave him that World Series championship to put on his mantle and <laughs> add to his Hall of Fame resume that he's built. Mm. And he still has such a joy and a passion for the game, too, which is amazing. Yeah. It's not like he's hanging on because he's got nothing better to do. No, he still relishes this opportunity. I've asked you this before, but in retrospect now, with these three years, with another World Series title, why was he the right man to take over three years ago in the wake of the scandal? The fact that he even applied for the job, understanding the situation that this organization was in at the time, we talk about culture, we talk about, you know, what, what do you want your organization to look like? And things obviously spiraled out of control, but there was a guy out there in Dusty Baker who, like I said, had the resume as a player and as a manager to go out there and correct things and carries, a, carries himself in such a graceful way that I think putting him out in the forefront and allowing him to be 
your leader in such a tumultuous time is what, what made him worth the sign. And once that kind of wore off a little bit and Dusty realized that, okay, we're getting past this and we need to start managing this team. We need to get these guys back to prominence. He almost got there in that COVID year before losing to the Tampa Bay Rays, got him back to the World Series. He basically worked him into the World Series when they lost a couple of guys out of the rotation. And here in 2022, really did a good job of kind of evolving, I think, even for Dusty Baker, who everybody says, oh, he's old school in his early 70s. But he did a great job of, of recognizing personalities, finding out how to motivate the team as, as, as far as personnel individually. But then he also kind of brought in some of the numbers and said, okay, I've got this guy and I've got this matchup. Why don't we put him in there? And you think about what he's done. I think about what he did with Jeremy Pena. He moved him all over the lineup trying to find a place to fit him in. And he finally just said, forget it. This kid is good enough. We need a spot, somebody in that two spot in the lineup. And guess what? Jeremy Pena turned himself into a World Series MVP. It was remarkable to watch the way he was able to push their buttons and put these guys in that position. But he created so much trust by becoming that paternal figure and being in front of the media answering all the tough questions. Oh, my gosh, Jeff. Between his defense, of course, he won the gold glove, and his <laughs> penchant at the plate, the fact that he seems impervious to pressure, I feel like Jeremy Pena could be baseball's next big superstar. I really hope that's true because you're right. We saw him. It's amazing to be able to watch a rookie blossom this quickly and this magnificently in front of your own eyes. Because we, we throughout the course of a year, young players are going to have hiccups. He's going to make errors. He's going to strike out. But you really started to see him develop an idea of how to adjust to this league when they adjusted to him. And once he started to do that, kind of found his stride a little bit, found his rhythm and created his own space inside that lineup because he was replacing an all-star platinum glove guy at shortstop. And guess what? We know Jeremy Pena now as the Houston Astros shortstop. We don't even mention the other guy's name <laughs> because we've moved on so quickly. But he's done it, but he's done it in the sense that his dad played in the big leagues. He has the pedigree and he has the understanding. So he is even though he's a rookie and 24, 25 years old, he's wise beyond his years. But the comfort that we saw at that level in the moment is something that you don't see too often. Jeff Blum is a longtime infielder himself in Major League Baseball and a World Series champion from 2005. Uh, I just have to ask, Jeff, what does it feel like to hit a World Series home run? <laughs> you have one. Um, you have one, Jeff. <laughs> I know. And, and, you know, it's hard to explain at times because I get to watch these guys play now. And, and then when I watch them play in the World Series, and granted, you know, they get more bats. They get, they've, done, they've done more things than I have. But I did have my moment in the, in, in the World Series. <laughs> and there isn't a moment that uh, I watched them play in the postseason where I look down that right field corner and realize that, you know, that actually happened. I almost have to convince myself. <laughs> That actually happened because it was so remarkable. But now that my daughters are getting older, because I hit that the year that my triplets were born. Oh, my gosh. And to to have them witnessing what this team is doing and then the realization that how good the Astros team is now and to have my daughters go, wait a minute, you did that. And so that's what's kind of cool is to see that full circle realization that my daughters, you know, they were like, wait a minute, back in the day, dad did something very similar to this. <laughs> So it's kind of cool to relive it every once in a while when these guys are going to the World Series as often as they are. Do you remember your emotion when you saw the ball go over the wall? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We talked about it today during the parade, some of the coverage. You know, in order for teams to get to this level, you need 
a significant amount of people in your corner, you know, propping you up or supporting you along the way while you're traveling, uh, while you're working out, while you're doing all these things. And it was just kind of a flashpoint when I saw that ball go out of the ballpark for me. You know, it was my mom dropping me off at uh, Little League practice. Uh-huh. It was my mom dropping me off at Pony practice. It was my mom showing up at, you know, uh, some of my college games and eventually watching me play in the big leagues. You know, it's just that there's just this culmination and it's not this light flashing before your eyes, but this realization that in order for me to be in position to hit that home run, how many people actually were involved in getting to that one point, allowing me the mm-hmm. opportunity to succeed the way I did. So I'll be forever grateful for everybody, my wife, my kids, my mom, you know, my college coach that told, you know, implored me to hit left-handed. So uh, <laughs> there was a lot of things in, in that were involved in that. Oh, so freaking cool. That was 2005. <laughs> now I'm going to have to go back and watch it. I sure, I'm sure I saw it at the time, but I'll have to go back and watch it again. Jeff Blum is with us from Houston here after hours on CBS Sports Radio. Justin Verlander had a moment finally in the World Series and his struggles in this particular series had been so well documented. Man, I thought it was really interesting that he actually admitted to the demons. He actually admitted to the emotions and battling them in, what was it, game five, right, in Philadelphia. Even as he's going through those first couple innings, he gives up the home run to Kyle Schwarber. The bases are loaded in the second. But then after that, he settles into a more Justin Verlander type of a groove. What does that mean to you and to him? Uh, it's got to mean the world to him. I mean, this guy has accomplished so much. And again, you talk about these guys on this ball club and ev- everything that they've achieved individually, like Justin Verlander, who's probably, uh, probably, he's going to win the 2022 AL Cy Young. You know, that'll be his third one. He's already got an MVP under his belt. He was a part of a World Series champion in 2017. But in hoisting the trophy, there might have been a little emptiness, understanding that he didn't have that World Series win. And uh, I think that kind of carried over to 2022 at the age of 39 after Tommy John's surgery. Everything kind of came back into perspective. And I think it was kind of great that he understood, you know, where he was at. Because part of the realization and getting back, to, getting past some of these hurdles is understanding what's in front of you and how to adjust and move on from it. And he found a way to fight through that game five like you were talking about. He had his boys behind him cheering him on. And he finally got off the schneid and got that one World Series win. And I love the fact that some of the post-game interviews, everybody saw him soaking wet. And, you know, when you accomplish something great and your teammates want to want to celebrate that with you, <laughs> even though you haven't won the championship, they throw you in a, you know, they throw you in a laundry bin, roll you into the shower and pour <laughs> beer all over you. Oh, my you gosh. Know, it, it, so he gets a beer bath at the age of 39 in game five of the World Series because he finally got the win. And I think that's where the appreciation from your teammates kind of, <laughs> you know, stands out for me, appreciating what Justin Verlander did. But it was kind of fun to watch him in the parade today grab that trophy and really throw that thing above his head, knowing that he had, he had major contribution in getting that trophy won. Mm. He is one of the five who are still remaining from the 2017 World Series team. You and I spoke after, and it was a very sobering conversation, after the report came out from Major League Baseball about mm-hmm. what the Astros did that season along the way to the title. What do you think it means to them to have another one that is not in any way tainted or questioned? I haven't had the chance, to be honest, to to really have that conversation. Maybe it'll happen someday because you know, I just wanted to stay out of the way or keep that out of the conversation just because it was one of those unspoken 
ideas that if they win this, it will it, it won't validate anything, but it will give them that clean title that you're talking about, where nobody can talk about or try and pull them down, or or drag their name through the mud to try and you know justify why they won that World Series championship. They did it in a, in a, in a grand fashion. They did it in dominant fashion. And they did it together. But there was a picture floating around on the Internet of, you know, Yuli, Alex, Lance McCullers Jr., and <laughs> Altuve, and, and Justin Verlander all holding that trophy at once. And you just kind of – the smile's a little bit bigger, understanding <laughs> that there's a little bit of relief knowing that they won that trophy. But I did get – right after the World Series uh, trophy ceremony on the field, I don't know – just happenstance – that Jose Altuve was jogging past me and I looked at him and I go, two. And he just came over to me and it was just a big high five and uh -huh. then just a huge embrace. And I just told him I was proud of him because this is a guy that's overcome a lot just physically, uh, you know, in his stature, but also with a lot of the vitriol he gets, I was really happy to see him get that title. I looked back at your Twitter because that's what I do. And Jeff, on <laughs> the 6th of November, which of course uh, would be Sunday, you tweeted, I love this city. H-Town, and oh my gosh, there's been like almost 4,000 people now who've liked it. What were you feeling in that moment when you tweeted that? You know, having having played here, I, I, I never got the opportunity to to connect with the city with a championship. We fell a couple of games short in 02-03, and then obviously 8, 9, and 10 when I came back, it was a little bit of a dismantling before the team was sold to Jim Crane. But I always enjoyed my time here. The community always embraced me. I was nominated for a Roberto Clemente Award here because I loved being in the community and giving back and the way that, you know, that emotion was reciprocated. I already felt that. But considering what I did in 05 that we just talked about against this team and then working my way into the booth and continuing to work my way back into a situation where they, they would understand that this is a good situation for all of us to have me in the booth talking about this great team. But it's just the way we moved here in 2017 full time. And my daughters have embraced the community and the community's embraced my daughters. They have embraced me in the booth and this team has embraced, you know, winning and watching what we went through in 2017 with Hurricane Harvey, watching the way this team has also reacted after the scandal has broken. And they understood that the fans were going to take the brunt of it. They could go out there, play the game, ignore the booze and play. Fans usually have a tendency on social media, like you know, as well as I do, that that's where you get beat up the most, but the yes. fans never backed down. And it was another galvanizing moment, but I've had nothing but a great time here. Nothing but, uh, <laughs> you know, pure love and, and joy with the fans here because the team has been so good, but they're so gracious when I'm out in the community too. You know, it, nobody bombards me or just screams my name. They always come <laughs> over and say, Mr. Blum for whatever reason, <laughs> But, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a lot of fun to be around these people. And obviously they've embraced me and why wouldn't I embrace them back? But it's just great to see them be rewarded with another championship. Mm, it certainly meant so much coming out of Hurricane Katrina only to have it be questioned. So this one, obviously, a little bit of a different feel. So Jeff Blum is a longtime baseball infielder himself. You hear him talk about his career, has a World Series moment and a ring and finished up there in Houston and now is part of radio TV for the Astros. Astros. We always enjoy having him on the show. You can find him on Twitter at Blummer27. I'm sure you're exhausted, but it's so cool to hear your stories. Thank you so much for a couple of minutes. No, it's awesome. Always good being on with you, Amy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.